Worldview update, bringing you closer to international or global news. Okay, the big news that happened over this weekend is that uh, South Africa instituted proceedings against the state of Israel, requesting the International Court of Justice to uh, get into the matters. There's plenty to talk about with this, so let's get hold of Dr. Mia Swart, visiting professor at the Witz Law School. Doctor, thank you very much for joining us. First of all, if you can, explain what the difference is between the ICC, the International Criminal Court, and the ICJ, which is where this petition has gone. Yes, good morning and Happy New Year. Um, So, in terms of the difference between the two courts, the ICC is a court that uh, adjudicates uh, individuals, uh, is is more like a a traditional criminal court that holds individuals accountable for committing international crimes, such as war crimes or crimes against humanity, and the ICJ is a court that settles disputes between states. Um, So, they are fundamentally different and... uh, you know, issues to do with war crimes and genocide typically go to the ICC and not the ICJ. Okay, because that was the confusion. Everybody thought this was the ICC. Uh, Are they both run by the United Nations? Uh, No. So the ICJ is often called in the media the UN top court because Mm -hmm. it is the sort of legal organ of the United Nations, whereas the ICC is independent of the United Nations. Okay, big difference there. All right, so this is at the International Court of Justice. What is South Africa wanting? Right. So what South Africa did uh, on Friday was quite momentous in the sense that it filed an application with the court for provisional measures against Israel. Now, what this means essentially is that the ICJ has this special mechanism by which one can on an urgent basis ask it to intervene in a case concerning genocide. Uh, The reason for this is that the 1948 Genocide Convention, which South Africa and Israel are parties of, provides that if there's a dispute to do with the convention, it has to be referred to the ICJ. So South Africa very cleverly in its application, its 84-page application, argued that it has an obligation to refer Israel to to the ICJ um, because South Africa, like all other state parties, has an oblig- obligation to prevent genocide. So what it's essentially asking the court is to declare and on an, do so on an urgent basis that Israel has to desist immediately from all further military action. Um, well, it asked for nine measures, and another one of the measures is that it should stop um, committing genocide. It also asks Israel to stop from committing certain specific acts, such as killing, such as causing physical and mental harm to people in Gaza, etc., um, etc., et how is this application different from going to the UN Security Council? Right. So I think one of the reasons possibly that South Africa decided to to opt for this route is because of the widespread disillusionment with the Security Council. We know that the Security Council, you know, failed to um, pass a resolution against Israel because of the veto power of the U.S., that the U.S. would veto every single one of these resolutions. So this has sort of paralyzed the the U.N. Security Council in the view of many. So this is yet another route that they thought could possibly succeed. And it's one of the few legal routes that exist that actually allows one to to intervene, you know, quite quickly. Um, So from that point of view, it's it's um, it was clever whether it's it's 
you know, it really is as promising as South Africa hopes is something I'm skeptical of. Yeah, we're getting to that in a moment. Uh, the whataboutism has been uh, amazing, saying but South Africa doesn't want to be part of these courts. Is that because it was South Africa didn't want to be part of the ICC, so it's different to the ICJ, because that's the, been the first criticism. We, we didn't, uh, as South Africa, we didn't want to arrest Putin if he came here, uh, and right. th- that's an ICC issue. Is that because of the difference? Yes, I don't think this is an entirely invalid concern. We cannot cherry-pick what we want to, you know, be part of or, or uh, adhere to, but uh, South Africa's you know, been a long-standing member of the ICJ, and there's never been any talk of withdrawing from the ICJ. I think one reason is that the ICJ is simply less controversial, you know, uh, engages in less controversial matters and, you know, is is usually unlikely to make a specific order against the country that is binding, whereas the well, this is actually another important dis- distinction between the two courts is that the ICC decisions are binding in the sense that, you know, people do get arrested and put in jail and, you know, put in detention. So there's more concrete um, sort of consequences flowing from the ICC's jurisprudence than from the ICJ. So in some sense, you know, it's sort of safer to, to um, be part of the ICJ. Okay. Or cooperate with ICJ. Let's talk about the arguments. Uh, genocidal in character because they are intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnical group. What do you make of that? Yes, this is an interesting part of the application. Is that in the first few paragraphs already it stated that Palestinians constitute a national, you know, and ethnic group, which is something that has to be, you know. Met, that requirement has to be met in order for one to be able to speak of genocide. So um, one of the problems with genocide ordinarily is that it's notoriously difficult to prove that intent. But in this case, you know, so many countries have already accused Israel of genocide. And, you know, we know that the top brass in Israel, Netanyahu's top brass, has made statements which clearly indicated their intention to destroy um, you know, Palestinians or to harm them so that it's going to be easier to produce that evidence in this case. And, and interestingly, one of the provisional measures asked for is that Israel not destroy evidence. Mm. All right. Uh, the, yeah, November the 16th, some UN experts called on the international community, quote, prevent genocide against the Palestinian people. So it's not only South Africa. There are others that are saying this is a genocide, as you say. Right. Bangladesh, Brazil, Jordan, Egypt. These are a long string of countries. Right. Um, now, uh, what is Israel saying in response to this court case? Well, predictably, they're opposing this in the strongest terms. They're saying this is blood libel um, and they are denying many of the claims. They are um, even denying that it's genocide. But uh, I, I don't think this will carry much weight. Um, Israel traditionally has not upheld international law on many occasions mm. um, before these courts. Um, and uh, I don't know <laughs> if this is the point of the interview where I can already express my skepticism, but because, um, you know, Israel has ignored, simply ignored ICJ decisions in the past, right. um, you know, one can t- not take it very seriously if, if they are sort of opposing this kind of um matter. Let's talk about the legal aspects of the argument before we go into Israel, because I think we all know that Israel is not going to, they're not going to stop because South Africa put a case in front of the ICJ. Right. Um, The best example of this is that in 2004, um, you might remember there was an advisory opinion on the 
Israeli wall, you know, the wall mm-hmm. in the occupied territories. And the ICJ very clearly instructed Israel, ordered Israel to dismantle that, that wall as part of its opinion. And it, you know, simply ignored it completely, uh, made absolutely no attempt to adhere to it. Um, and we know that the ICJ decisions are generally not binding, but, you know, this also show, shows that those commentators who say that, oh, this will shame Israel into submission, I very much doubt that that will happen, you know. I very, very much doubt that shame plays any part in Netanyahu's calculations. Mm. One of the important things to do is, uh, and I've read, I'm reading verbatim here, I don't know this offhand. Article 2 of the Genocide Convention genocide, uh, involves acts committed, quote, with the intent to destroy either in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group. Whereas Israel is saying there's no intent to destroy a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group. Their, their argument is what they're doing is is they're not trying to get rid of the group, they're just trying to get rid of the terrorists that they say are hiding in that area. Uh, does South Africa have to prove that intent? Well, yes, the intent needs to be proved. Um, proved. Um, as I said, there's already statements made about Palestinians as being human animals, mm. which would definitely yes. very much help to prove that point. And also, of course, the widespread bombardment, the killing of children. Um, there's a provision in the statute which says, you know, inflicting conditions on a group aimed at their um, destruction. And that has actually been happening over a long period, not just since the war, you know, that people in, in Gaza do not have sufficient access to food, etc. So some have argued um, for a longer period of time that Israel is systematically engaging in genocidal acts. What do the rest of the world think of this move? Um, my sense is that, you know, this is uh, the international media has reported on this extensively, that there's enthusiasm for it. Um, I, I don't think it's because countries think that this will, you know, uh, prompt a ceasefire. But I think that it's important that the word genocide gets taken seriously. And we know that genocide denial is, you know, uh, prevalent whenever one speaks of genocide. So this will at least, I think, play a role in, you know, stopping genocide denial if the ICJ declares this as genocide, goes that far, um, it will be a, a, a kind of a breakthrough, even though in my mind it will be a bit too symbolic and not mm. really have, you know, enough concrete um, effects. What is the timeline for anything to happen now, now that this has been put into the front of the court? Well, South Africa has, has asked the court to already um, make a decision in the week of 1 January, which is where we are now. Um, so this would be pretty unprecedented for the court to act this quickly, but of course there's a very good reason for it. Um, so we are waiting to see whether the court will, you know, hear this matter on such an urgent basis. And I think if they decide to hear it so urgently, that might be a good indication that they indeed, you know, consider this as very, very seriously and possibly genocide. Dr. Mia Swart, thank you very much. Visiting professor at the Witz Law School. What do you make of that? As always, you can send us a voice note on 0614-104-107. We'll take your calls as well today because we have time. 086-000-2032 is that number. I'll say it again. 86 2032